Hey everyone, it's Pacific. Uh, not too much to talk about, so I'm going to breeze through it, but a quick heads up. August is postcard month. So if you sign up or are an active patron between August 1st and August 30th, I think it only has 30 days, not 31. I might be wrong. But you have from the beginning of the month to the end of the month to sign up. And if you sign up or, like I said, are an existing Patreon during that time, you get a postcard. I've already started working on a few designs. Um, I did 1867, Lord Blackwood, the Gentleman Sea Slug. Uh, and I'm doing another one for this episode. Probably a school mascot or something. I don't know. I'm actually making it right now. But yeah, if you're interested in getting a postcard, make sure you sign up uh, sometime in August. Otherwise, we do have a new ACAS supporter, and that is Jet. Uh, thanks, Jet, for donating. Uh, and your message was, Happy late birthday, Maddie. I told you I'd figure something out. Thanks for the support, and happy late birthday, Maddie. It is also my birthday uh, today, actually, when this episode goes up. So uh, hopefully you had a good late birthday and uh, a good celebration. If you're interested in getting your message read on air, you can find us at supporter.acast.com scp-archives. There's also a link in our show notes below. And second, I want to give a huge shout-out to all of our patrons, uh, and that means you, Alex Winstanley, Amara2021, Tori Hayes, Han Blue, Rachel Sassafras, Seth Escobar, Munchies for Days, and Alejandro Arvizo. Thanks, guys. Your support means the world, and it keeps our show running. So, without further ado, this week's episode. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. By order of the Overseer Council, the following file is Level 3 Classified. Item number, SCP-3935, Object Class, Euclid, Disruption Class, Kenick, Risk Class, Caution. Special Containment Procedures. The town of Salvation, Indiana has been evacuated, and a fenced two-kilometer quarantine zone has been established around the center of the town. Roads leading to the nearby town of Eminence have been removed and rerouted. Foundation personnel are to monitor all known travel routes into Salvation for signs of civilians. Any civilians caught attempting to enter Salvation are to be remanded in the custody of local authorities. Cover Story 3935.18, Hazardous Waste Disaster, is currently being disseminated. The building containing SCP-3935, Salvation High School, is to be guarded by Foundation security personnel. Under no circumstances are any non-authorized personnel to enter SCP-3935. Individuals believed to be affected in any way by SCP-3935 are to be moved to temporary site 81-5 near Eminence for evaluation. It is currently believed that original inhabitants of Salvation are unable to reproduce. Deviation from this expectation is to be closely monitored. Exploration in SCP-3935 is currently forbidden. Due to the hazardous conditions within SCP-3935, any further exploration attempts are restricted to Class D personnel only. Description 
SCP-3935's an extratemporal, extraspatial, non-Euclidean space located beneath the Salvation High School in Salvation, Indiana. While SCP-3935 is a designation for the specific anomaly mentioned above, it's believed that the anomaly currently affects the entire town of Salvation, as individuals have reported anomalous events taking place outside of SCP-3935 as well. The full extent of these effects is not known. SCP-3935 is reachable only through a collapsed section of a sub-basement beneath the Salvation High School, near the northeast corner of the building, below the school's pool. It is believed that SCP-3935 was a source of anomalous activity that took place in Salvation High School in the mid-1970s, which was investigated and contained by members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation Unusual Incidents Unit. Information pertaining to their investigation is available elsewhere in this file. The access point to SCP-3935 proper exists roughly 25 meters below the collapsed section of basement, in a small antechamber containing a stone arch. The original creator of the arch, or how it became buried so far underground in the first place, are the subjects of investigation. Inscribed on the arch is a phrase in English, not believed to exist elsewhere in literature. The way below winds deeper, longer, unspeakable as pattern laid. The lost forever damned to wander, this thing a quiet madness made. Addendum 3935.1 Discovery SCP-3935 was originally discovered following a series of paranormal events that took place within the Salvation High School during the week of April 18, 1976. See Addendum 3935.2 Sometime after the end of the primary anomalous activity period at the school, the collapsed section of wall and floor leading to a narrow gap in the foundation was discovered by a member of the custodial staff. The collapsed wall, which is located in an unspecified basement room below the primary basement, deteriorated even further until the gap in the foundation was large enough that a person could fit into. During an audit of the damage by a contractor, a member of the independent team accidentally slipped and fell into the antechamber near SCP-3935. Without a way to easily extract the individual, their supervisor encouraged them to proceed into SCP-3935 a short distance and see if there was a way out. When the individual did not return from SCP-3935, the search was conducted by members of the contractor team and local authorities. When only two of the eleven individuals who entered SCP-3935 returned to the antechamber, and when they began to give accounts of their experiences with him, Foundation personnel embedded in the local authorities took over the investigation. Over time, anomalous activity began to become more common outside of the high school in Salvation. After the events that took place in April 1976, the town was officially condemned the entire populace was relocated. Addendum 3935.2 UIU Field Report No. The following is a summary of the field report filed by UIU Field Agents Lonnie Carter, Patrick Wilson, and Ella Hughes. The following is a comprehensive report detailing paranormal activity that took place in the town of Salvation, Indiana, between April 18th and April 23rd, 1976. Agents Carter, Wilson, and Hughes dispatched a site of reported activity. Substantial paranormal activity encountered. Additional resources requested and employed in cover-up of paranormal activity. No reported involvement by SCP Foundation or its agents. No reported involvement by Global Occult Coalition or its agents. No reported involvement by other notable entities or their agents. After ascertaining the scope of the reported paranormal activity, dispatch agents applied doses of chemical 1102 to the entire populace of salvation. All inhabitants accounted for 
and moved to Processing Center in Indianapolis for further analysis. Quarantine established around Salvation. After extensive interviews of the population of Salvation, the following timeline of paranormal activity has been constructed from these eyewitness accounts. Sunday night. Tenth grade students Diane Beasley and Cassandra Thompson report hearing what they described as someone trying to speak under the ground when passing by the high school on their way home from a Sunday night church service. Miss Thompson reported this to her mother, who ignores it. Monday, during gym class, 11th grade student Oliver Baker claims that he can hear voices coming from underneath the pool. Several other students corroborate this story. When school officials come to investigate, they do not discern anything unusual. Notably, the lining at the bottom of the pool appears cracked. Several female students report seeing faceless things instead of their own reflection in the mirror of a second-story bathroom during a passing period. They do not seem bothered by this. During lunch announcements, many students describe being able to hear a third voice speaking unintelligibly below the broadcast. The PA room sits in a media center near the pool, less than 40 meters from the entrance of the sub-basement room and collapsed wall. Tuesday. Students arriving to the school notice that the Indiana State flag is more than three meters above the top of the flagpole, attached to nothing. The American flag is not found. When observed, students claim they can also see nine female figures hanging by ropes from the flagpole, which disappear immediately after being seen. During a freshman biology class, one student suddenly stands, is seen rolling their eyes back into their head and descending suddenly into the floor and out of sight. They reappear shortly later above the ceiling panel in the corner of the room. Despite being unable to identify the student, several of his classmates insist it was just a joke. Several students describe seeing a student they did not recognize at the school on Tuesday. When pushed to give details of the student's appearance, none are able to do so. Apparently, the only defining characteristic of this student was a purple satchel with the word Syncope, written on the side in white embroidery. A custodian reported seeing something standing at the bottom of the pool staring at him. Wednesday. Upon arriving at the school, maintenance staff and the custodians note that there is a full two inches of water across all levels of the school. Inexplicably, the school's principal, Dr. Urban White, decides not to close the school. At 7.56 a.m., the entire school hears someone whisper the word, Hello, in their right ear. Members of the school band realize that their instruments no longer produce any sound. However, when played, the students report seeing a small black human-shaped thing flickering in and out of view in the corner of the room, facing the wall. One student, Ava Libway, witnesses a dark figure walking up and away from the school through the air at an impossible angle. Eventually, the figure disappears from sight and is never seen again. No other students address this. Thursday. During a gym class, senior Nate Bennett avoids a dodgeball when it phases through him. As he begins to sink into the floor, he screams for help. Nobody who noticed seemed motivated enough to help him. The entire school shifts up roughly a foot off its foundation at 11.23 a.m. The vice principal sent to inspect it describes something small with too many faces grinning at him from underneath the building before the school slowly resettles. The boys' locker rooms disappear and are replaced by something that screamed. Witnesses are unable to provide any further details.
As the students leave the school for the day, they see nine young women hanging in the air, tilted forward at a 45 degree angle, roughly 25 meters above the school's parking lot. They can be seen silently mouthing words. All witnesses described their appearance as ugly and unremarkable. They vanish at approximately 3 p.m. The majority of all residents describing hearing a child's voice saying the word hello below them at this time. A panic ensues as town officials have no response for the women in the sky. The principal decides to close the school on Friday. Friday. The entire student body shows up for school on Friday. Being unable to get into the school due to the doors being locked, they assemble outside the front door and wait. No individuals in this group could describe why they were there. There is a knock on a window, and the entire student body sees a small, black, humanoid form standing outside of a second-story classroom. The figure begins to phase in and out of the window. The figure disappears and begins to phase in and out of other windows. Witnesses describe its movements as jerky, erratic, and spasmodic. The figure disappears and the front door unlocks itself. The student body enters the school. The interior of the school has become non-Euclidean. As the students approach the back of the space, they realize they are moving down, not into. All students now hear whispers, and some at the edge of their group hear drums in the distance. In the distance, they see the archway leading to SCP-3935. Suddenly, the entire mass of students shifts 50 meters outside of the space and are suddenly encased in rock and earth. The students spend roughly 20 seconds trapped in the area before reappearing back in the school. All students report being the only one in the building, and after wandering through the hallways for a short time, coming across a doorway below a doorway and entering the small sub-basement room. Inside, the students report seeing three separate visions. A woman crouched over a body of water, blood surrounding her feet, and her arms extended into the water up to her elbows. A farmhouse in the middle of a grove of trees that is burning while nine humanoid figures hang in the air overhead, and a weeping woman digging in a field until her hands begin to rot and fall apart. Once the visions subside, the small black humanoid appears. Students hear the entity say the word, hello, again, are immediately surrounded by nine screaming female figures, and then are suddenly in their own homes. As additional agents begin to enter the town to apply amnestics to the subjects, additional anomalous activity is reported around the town. Several individuals report seeing bodies hanging in the sky. Several individuals report turning on their taps and human hair and mucus flowing out instead of water. Several individuals report feeling as if their facial features had disappeared entirely, while several others reported seeing faceless creatures in the town. A completely still black humanoid entity is seen frantically appearing and reappearing in rapid succession up and down the main thoroughfare in the town. One unidentified woman reports witnessing a weeping young woman running back into the school building. After following her into the now unlocked sub-basement, she is unable to find the young woman, but is the first to report the collapsed floor. Aftermath Summary Over the next few days, UIU amnestic regimens begin to take effect. Most townspeople are readily convinced that the things they saw were hallucinations as a result of toxic gases blown south from a factory to the north. At the end of the week, contractors assessing the damage to the school discover the sub-basement room, as well as the entrance to SCP-3935. Foundation involvement begins shortly thereafter. 
Addendum 3935.3, Initial Exploration Recovery Log. Note, the following log is a transcription of audio and video recordings gathered from the Initial Foundation Search and Rescue Attempt into SCP-3935. Hey everyone, it's Pacific, here with a quick ad break. Alright, that's it. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Begin log. All right, Mike's hot. Let's go. Agents Ellis, Porter, and Haskell enter SCP-3935. Each is equipped with a shoulder-mounted torch, which illuminates upon entering the space beyond the archway. All right, so first things first. There's definitely something happening back here. The walls are getting pretty tight. Stay close. Team proceeds forward. Can you feel that? What? The air feels funny. Yeah. In the walls. Look. Shoulder-mounted torch illuminates a wall next to Agent Haskell. Images are carved into the rock, similar to a child's drawings. Come on. I think I feel a breeze. Might be an opening up here. Team continues to push through the rock tunnel. Jesus, these... I can barely move. The walls are too close. Ellis, I... Agent Porter's camera suddenly goes black. A moment later, it appears to be looking up at two sources of light. Likely Ellis and Haskell's torches. As Agent Porter falls. What the fuck just happened? Porter! Porter! Where... I can't turn around. Where is he? I hear something coming from behind us. We need to move. We need to move. Both agents struggle to continue forward. A tight space continuing to impede their movement. After a short time of struggling, both men fall forward into a larger open space. Jesus Christ, I can't... Where's Porter? Porter! He's not behind me. Can, can you see him in there? No response is heard. We... Okay. We need to get another team down here. He might have fallen in a ravine or something, or, or slipped back there, or... Ellis, look... Both men turn around and illuminate the space they are in with their shoulder-mounted torches. In front of them is a massive structure, seemingly carved out of the stone around them. A thick fog covers the entire chamber. Beyond the fog, dim lights are visible in openings in the structure. It is impossible to determine how high or low the structure extends. The structure is only reachable by a narrow stone bridge that extends across a large chasm between the agents and the far wall. Is that... is this the high school? Why does it look like that? Yeah, the geometry isn't right, but that's the main entrance. There's another door there, yeah. This is the school. There's another one below it, and one below that. How far down does this go? Are there any other... Both men pause. Appearing over the bridge in front of them are nine female humanoid figures. Their faces obscured by long white hair. They do not move. Ellis? Hang on. The nine entities hang in the air for a short time before suddenly appearing ten meters backwards, and then another ten, and then right in front of the door to the subterranean school structure. The faces of all nine suddenly become visible, and although they are not visible on the recording through the distance, both agents noticeably recoil. Afterwards, all the entities disappear. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, holy shit, what was that? All right, God, we are not ready for this. We... 
There's a sudden sound of many voices speaking in hushed tones in the distance. Both agents react at the sound. A search team? Survivors? Come on, let's go! Both agents cross the chasm bridge leading towards the non-Euclidean replica of Salvation High School. Upon entering, they find the main concourse of the school. No other entities are visible within. Order? Anyone? Is there anyone here? I feel like... Jesus, you feel this too? Like you're looking at the whole room all at once? Yeah, it's the fucking... The, the walls don't make any sense. Come on. I hear the voices down this way. Both men move quickly down the closest hallway. As they do, doors on either side of the wall are visible, although neither agent seem to notice. Faces are occasionally visible through glass panes in the doorways. They are impossible to make out. Here. This is the door to the auditorium. I'll bet they're in... Agent Ellis opens the door. As he does, his video recorder disconnects. Agent Haskell screams and scrambles backwards. The voices increase dramatically in volume. From Agent Haskell's perspective on the ground near the door, nine female figures appear around Agent Ellis. Their movements are erratic, and their bodies are contorted into impossible positions. They close on Agent Ellis, and the man and the figures disappear. Fuck, fuck, Ellis, God, fuck! Agent Haskell stands and begins to run away from the door. As he reaches the end of the hall, he looks back over his shoulder and sees the nine figures approaching. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, no, 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 no. Hello? Is anyone there? Help me! God, please help me, hello! Agent Haskell fuck turns me, again please, to see the God. nine figures in the hallway help. behind him, though they are no longer moving forward. Instead, they hang in the air, unmoving, as Agent Haskell's pace slows. He watches him for a moment and then stops. His breathing becomes quick. What? What do you want? What? Agent Haskell turns slowly what? to look behind him, and upon turning, is face to face with a small, black humanoid creature sitting upside down on the ceiling of the hallway. The creature has no discernible features, but its presence creates significant visual distortion in Agent Haskell's camera. There is a loud, low sound, like a bell tolling. The sound continues for 20 seconds. The video feed for Agent Haskell goes dead. The video feed begins to experience severe distortion, as if the signal was being drawn out over a long period of time. There's a snapping noise, then the feed goes silent. All three signals are quiet for some time. Eventually, all three radios begin responding again. Fall forever. Fall forever. Fall forever. Fall forever. Fall forever. Silence for 81 minutes. Wall is like every other wall. This hall is like every other hall. Down and down and down and down. No, 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 no more. Please, no more. Down. Can't go down anymore. Can't go. Silence for 18 minutes. Ellis, God. Can anyone hear me? Does anyone know who I am? I can't see the light anymore. I can't see. Oh, God, it's only dark. It's only dark down here. I just want to see the light again. Silence for nine minutes. <laughs> the tenth is down below. The tenth is the madness. <laughs> Woke it up. <laughs> there are nine, but the tenth is down below. God, please just make it stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> the tenth is down below. The tenth is the madness. Woke it up. <laughs> there are nine, but the tenth is down below. God, please just make it stop. Silence for nine minutes. I see you down there. You want me to come in? You want me to? You want us to all come down and be with you? Down. Silence for nine minutes. It goes on forever. It goes down forever. We're in here forever. Just more of the nine. More of salvation. Down forever and ever. None of them got out. None of them got out. None of them got... Wet choking sounds along with splashing can be heard. Then a sharp intake of breath before more wet choking. This is followed by silence for nine minutes. Fall forever. Fall forever. Fall forever. The sound of wind moving past a microphone quickly can be heard before silence for nine minutes. God, 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 out, 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 out. An unidentified voice can be heard saying hello on Agent Porter's mic. Agent Porter begins weeping before his mic cuts to static. No more transmission from any of the three microphones received after this point. Possible exploration attempts into SCP-3935 using D-Class subjects are forthcoming. End log. Addendum 3935.4 Anomalous Activity and Salvation The following are incidents from Anomalous Activity and in Salvation, Indiana, reported by staff during the Foundation's occupancy of the town. Reports of a figure dressed as a UIU agent who tries to direct individuals towards a high school. This figure disappears if observed for too long. Agent Wills reported seeing a small black figure sitting underneath his vehicle upon approaching. After looking beneath the vehicle, the figure was not there. Afterwards, Agent Wills reports always seeing the black figure in his peripheral vision. Many reports of sounds coming from a grove of trees near the high school. Examination of the groves returned only a dilapidated one-bedroom house and nine in the background. The appearance of nine hanging female figures drives off the exploration team. Further examination of the grove was unable to locate the house. After dark, many agents report seeing the nine female humanoid entities jerkily moving toward them in the dark only to slide into the earth or fade away before reaching them. Several reports of similar figures up in the trees. Reports of several bodies, no more than nine at a time that float up from the bottom of a small pond outside of the town and rest at the surface of the water before sinking and disappearing, likely connected in some way to the nine that appeared behind the house in the grove. Addendum 3935.5, Interview with Person of Interest. Note, the following interview was conducted by Agent Ryan Ames in 2002. The subject, Ms. Valerie Fletcher, was a teacher at Salvation High School during the period of anomalous activity in 1976. Begin log. Can you tell me about your time at Salvation? Oh, well, you know, I already told you about the memory loss. I just can't seem to string anything together anymore. I was a teacher, though. See, I taught, um... English, I believe, and yes, I was at Salvation for some time. What can you tell me about the town? Anything you remember that stands out? Well, it was 
quiet, you know, the one road in and one road out. We didn't get many outsiders, so we were a pretty tight-knit community. I don't even think we had police, you know, because who would need them? We didn't have crime, not really. There were always some people who would tell stories, you know, what are they? Yeah. What? Hello? 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 You were just talking about people telling stories, Mrs. Fletcher. Oh, the uh, young people would go out into the woods and get themselves all riled up about whatever spook or specter they thought they were seeing out there. There were some things that strange well I don't know if they were actually strange or if it's just my memory giving me trouble again like sometimes you you've been driving down the street and you'd see somebody standing on the side of the road breathing like this and then you'd look back and nobody would be there I think it was just the kids playing pranks on people. What about at the high school? Anything strange ever happened there? The high school? Where you were a teacher? Salvation High School? Uh, yes. Yes, I was a, a teacher. I, I taught English, I think. Yeah. Do you remember anything strange happening at the school? No, I mean nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> we did have a child disappear once, I think. Uh, the last she was seen was by the pool and then nobody ever saw them again. I just think, I think they ended up saying they just ran away. <laughs> Some of them were problem children, you know, trouble. Uh, and there's just nothing you can do. <laughs> Maybe it was better for them. I, I don't know. There were uh, well, there were a lot of people in Salvation who had some strong opinions, and well, some of them didn't sit very well with the young people. You know. What do you mean? Oh, you know, the church was very important in town. We we had a few aunts. Almost everyone went, but we had, if I remember this right, there was one girl who got pregnant, I think. I'm sorry, what, what were we talking about? I can't, I, I can't seem to... Hello? A girl who got pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, out of wedlock. Uh, it was quite a scandal. I don't remember what happened to her, but I know a lot of people were very upset about it, you know? I don't remember that girl's name. No, 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 but I, I do remember her coming to me one time and asking about something strange she'd heard. She was uh, pregnant, out of wedlock. It was quite scandal, you know. I didn't want to, well, 
didn't want the boys to see, but she said she was sitting on the bleachers and kept hearing a, a knocking, like somebody hitting, hitting, hitting something. She, she didn't want the, the boys, she didn't want them to, to... Mrs. Fletcher? I'm sorry, I'm... I'm just all over them anymore. She, uh, she said she could see things sometimes too, but I don't know anything about that. Uh, she also, well, I don't know if I dreamed this or not, but I remember her saying hello to me too many times. All at once, too. Not, not like a, a greeting. Like, like it was the only word she knew for, for a moment. Like she, like it was all, all she, all she. Hello. Is there anything else about salvation you remember? Uh, it all blurs together after all this time. I seem to remember there was one time, one time when the, uh, well, somebody found a girl, maybe the, the same, I don't know, but they were, they were strung up in the woods like a hanging. I think they called it up suicide. One of the girls who did cheer, you know, but, it was somebody who, well, I don't know why they'd do anything like that. They, uh, they had a note that they, they, they'd written with, uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, a note in their hand. Actually asked me to, to, to look at it, see if it was the same handwriting and everything. Yeah. What did it say? Well, now, if I remember right, it was on one side. They just had a, stuck a drawing, like a building, but strange somehow. I don't remember why. And on the other, it was just a, a word written over and over again. I don't remember what it was. I don't think it was wet or something. You can, you can, can make it out. It was very queer. Now that I, I think I, what a strange thing to write just before you die, don't you think? Strange thing. Do you remember anything from the week you were evacuated? No. No. I mean, the, the vapors were very strong that week from the factory, and they said that we might experience hallucinations, and well, I definitely did, Jesse. Yeah, cause I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw some things. I, I saw, well, it was one day I imagined a child floating backwards into a wall, and then, well, then they uh, saw 
suffocated. Every time screaming and pounding against the wall. We all did. It was uh it was a strange hallucination. He he stopped. I'm sorry. What am I doing here again? We're just talking, Mrs. Fletcher. I'm here with the insurance company. You were talking about the hallucination, remember? About the boy in the wall? Oh, yes, 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 okay, sorry, I'm sorry. I just don't, I just don't remember quite so well anymore. The, um, the yes, the hallucination, the, the, yes, I saw the boy go in and then we, we didn't hear anything else. Now that I think about it, that's that's very peculiar. I mean, the hallucination was very clear. He just he, he cried for such a long time, and he seemed so afraid. But well, I don't. Uh, I don't seem to remember it bothering me. I think it must have just been a, a prank or... Yes, prank. One last question, Mrs. Fletcher. After the earthquake, they found a room underneath the basement near the pool. Do you know anything about that? Miss Fletcher shifts uncomfortably. No, I don't. Nobody ever went into that room with the janitors, I think. It's just still storage. So, you know, I think that girl asked about that room once. Said she, she heard some things coming from it. She's very interested in it, I think, before she, well, Either way, but, um, I don't know. I might not be remembering that right. I do uh, some of the hallucinations, you know, they, they told us not to think about them anymore, so I do try not to, but... See, I know some other people who have, and they, they aren't doing very well anymore. Thank you again for your time, Mrs. Fletcher. Agent Ames stands to leave, then stops. Actually, before I go, do you think you know anything about this? Agent Ames shows the subject an image taken of the nine unidentified female figures. At this point, the subject becomes noticeably pale and short of breath. Well, yes. Yes, I do. Those are the, that's the, the cheerleaders. There were, well, let me think now, there were 10 of them though, I think. Unless something happened to one of them, there were definitely 10.
SCP-3935 was written by DJ Cactus. Our host and narrator was John Grills. Alice was played by Atticus Jackson. Porter was played by Jesse Hall. Haskell was played by Russell Moore. Unidentified Voice was played by Nicole Goodnight. Agent Ames was played by Pacific S. Obadiah. And Mrs. Fletcher was played by Sarah Golding. All of our music is original and composed by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons. I'm your showrunner and sound designer, Pacific S. Obadiah, and our producer is Tom Owen. This is a bloody disgusting podcast. For more information, visit bloody-disgusting.com.